back. It's a new year, and, well, we already live in interesting times, so it's just gonna, gonna keep rolling, so. It's election year, folks. Yahoo. And how better to start it off than by resetting your clocks? So, yeah, there's this thing well, that happened. It's already uh, daylight savings time, is it? It's it's time for saving things, you know, usually on archive and the Wayback Machine, you know, before they get erased and forgotten about wow. and uh, in memory hold. So there was this thing in Iowa that happened uh, just a just a few days back, starting off the new year in a in a strong fashion. A member was of it a the political uh, thing. Yes, talking Iowa after all. Yes, mm-hmm. actually, it what was. Do you even say it's a primary issue. <laughs> It was uh, at least uh, <laughs> not a primary colors issue because uh, you know this one's uh, got you know stupid oh, colors. Faded. Yeah, absolutely, a little chalky, you could say. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I would spray a hose. Well, that would be a bath. <laughs> Anything probably would have helped in this case. So um, it just uh, started off uh, as we were talking just before we uh, began recording. I started this off by thinking, you know what? I'm not even going to waste my time searching Google because they're going to feed me some bullshit. So I went to search.brave.com. Not sponsored. Brave. Yo, hit me up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hit me up further. Yeah, at some but, point, we might as well write a fucking email because damn. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> but anyway. Like, one of their devs talks to me sometimes. Whatever. Nonetheless, I'm getting fucking sidetracked. So, anyway, yeah. I uh, I look on Brave. I search trans school shooter. Because, you know, as basically all the reporting that's out there, um, you know, the top, the top listing, actually, is from CNN. The Iowa school shooter is believed to have posted an ominous TikTok video before like, killing a sixth grader, wounding seven others. And then, you know, we have uh, NBC News. One killed, five injured by Iowa school shooting after finished that day. Blah, 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 you know, all these people, you know, because, you know, this this is a person that identified as a, a trans-identifying whatever, LGBTQIA, PC, LMNO, XYZ++, you know, and... Wait, so you're telling me that the, the top Google stories are... Well, no, no, this is brave. Awful. This is brave. Okay, so let's hop, let's hop over. Now, I would search on Google directly, but... Well, they they know a little bit, and their algorithm has a little bit of wittiness to it. So I'm going to be searching on startpage.com, which does use the uh, Google search, but it searches anonymously and through, essentially through a VPN every time and just feeds you with the results anonymously through its own services. So let me see here. We have uh, as our first listing... From a day ago on MSN.com, Dylan Butler transgender claim floods social media. Uh, let me see here. From uh, our second wait, 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 hold is, on a second. Oh, yeah. who, who, is, who is it that said that? Uh, Dylan. The organization? Uh, oh, that would be MSN. That would be their top That's listing. crazy because I have that as the first, uh, that's the top story in mine, but it says by Newsweek. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's it does. Newsweek think, on MSN.com. So it looks okay. like MSN is reporting by Later. way of Newsweek's initial reporting. Probably because Newsweek's reporting is a little bit more, or a little bit less of something. Whatever that something is, who can say? Anyway, then the next listing is from uh, LGBTQ Nation. 
saying right wingers spew misinformation while blaming non-binary teen for Iowa school shooting. Uh, let me see here. From there, we have the Christian Post. Oh, mm. the Christian Post. Obviously, this is going to be a far, far right organization. The Christian Post, of course. <laughs> of course, this is going to be That's someone like who's probably standing against the anti-pope of, uh, of Rome, Francis, obviously. So let's read what their title is here. Social media erupts with allegations that Iowa shooter may have identified as LGBT... Well, that doesn't sound very Christian posty to me. Hmm. How about that? Oh, let me see here. It was uh, Dylan Butler transgender school shooter. Name. And also, I notice another thing. The name. Every single, uh, well, not every single one of these, but the top listing has a name. Second listing, not so much. Has a plenty of names like the second listing, the uh, LGBTQ Nation listing that has Elon Musk, Chaya Raichik, and other right wingers. Well, that's those are the names listed there. But in the top couple of listings, we have a Dylan Butler, Dylan Butler, Dylan Butler. Oh, they're spelling the name wrong. It's Dildo Butler. <laughs> right, but you know, <laughs> we uh, we look over here on the Brave Search and. Then uh, it takes us one, two, three, four, down to the fifth, and it's not before we uh, before we get the name, and that's the out of the Daily Mail, and then after that, we then get Musk, Trump Jr., far right figures, and then beyond that, right wing influencers out of Advocate dot com, and uh, the rest. But you know, we get genuinely reasonable reporting. So again. It's kind of worth your while to check out uh, search.brave.com. I'll throw a link in here because it's um, it's not perfect, but nothing is going to be. But at least you get something, you know? You can get an actual... You can find the results you're looking for if you know how to search. That sounds like a, a kind of skill you could learn at a university. You could. You could. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so, I, I get. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we might. As you well know what's weird though is, is you, you, you seem to be more competent citing who it is you're getting these headlines from. Eh, that's for a non-Ivy League person. Well, you know what can I say? You. Um, you adapt and overcome. You know, you find yourself in a um, in a reserved position, uh-huh. and uh, you know you you're out there. You know, there's there's all these uh, companies looking for top talent. You could you call them headhunters. They're said said to be sometimes, and uh, you know they they hunt down that top tier talent and. You know, and mm-hmm. they bring it into these uh, these important places. Uh, not so not you, casinos, say, uh, not casinos so much. Those are you say those they, are might, often, they might be uh, collecting scalps. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Uh, someone else did recently. I didn't. I didn't oh, even okay. finish my analogy, man. Come on, damn, God. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. If I can get to a casino, I'm gonna, I figured you might get all sidetracked. I have only had a little bit of fire <laughs> water, sir. Please. <laughs> Only a little bit. This red man is fine. So anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, you've got your head hunters out here. They're tomahawk chopping the competition. <laughs> and uh, uh, 
Anyway, so yeah, uh, what was that? I think it was Christopher Rufo, I think, was uh, said that uh, she got scalped, or it was Bill Ackman. I can't remember. One or the other was like they, uh, his his headline was scalped colon and then whatever else didn't really matter in terms of that context. Um, but yeah, just uh, just to clarify that, I go ahead and give him a red man pass, so he's fine. So it's all good. <laughs> but um, uh, so yeah, uh, Claudine his, his Gay thing is was scalped. Out, um, and, well, and, you know, she isn't. She she's out she, as the president, and she retains her salary she, as a, uh, a what is she a, a consultant? She resigned now? to faculty. She resigned to faculty. That mm. means she chose to demote herself to a faculty position where she retains her pay, her tenure, and her benefits. The the fact that she did she chose to do that. They should have just fucking fired her. And while she continues to get work there, hardware is not healed. They are still deep in that shit. And they don't know how deep yet because they haven't finished losing investments. Well, I can only hope that they continue to do so. And, uh, well, Ack- well, Ackerman, or Ackman, or whatever, Bill, the Bill guy. Uh, I think it's Ackman. <laughs> Ackman, thank you. Well, Ack- it's, it's, it's annoying because Ackerman is a very famous function in uh, computer stuff, so... That's the name that sticks in my head. Anyway, Bill, uh, not Gates, Bill um, basically got challenged because uh, some dipshit at Business Insider decided to come after his wife's uh, MIT, um, MIT uh, PhD thesis. Um, decided to send an email out at like five, at almost 520 on Shabbat. Uh, so that'd be Friday night or yesterday um, afternoon. And uh, so they published their story at like 7:10, and basically said, "Hey, uh, care to comment on all this? All these instances of plagiarism we caught for your wife. Uh, the, the plagiarism they caught, by the way, is uh, Wikipedia entries from after her thesis was written um, that were basic definitions. And uh, keep in mind, we're talking about like stuff like in thermodynamics and whatnot, like second law. There's no, there isn't really a way to restate the second law in thermo. It's it's just kind of." There, hmm. but they're claiming that she that she uh, plagiarized Wikipedia, which is itself a stupid statement. Um, yeah, there's <laughs> it's like there's there's arguments. Okay, and then there's you're plagiarizing someone's plagiarized words on Wikipedia. Good, well, let's go <laughs> skip that part. But Business Insider decided that Wikipedia was a good source. Really smart. So this kicked off uh, Bill's instinct to press into things, and so now he uh, he sent out an email to MIT, which caused a lot of anuses to clench shut, saying, "Challenge accepted." Basically, we are going to do an audit of everyone for plagiarism, and they're they're going to do it with AI AI focus. Uh, he's he's actually willing to fund a startup over this, hmm. and not only did it caused the uh, the anuses to squeeze shut over at MIT, but also at Harvard and a lot of other Ivy League places. Because if they're kidding, do it at MIT. <laughs> they're not stopping there. So, um, a lot of the people oh, yeah. that well, were like... Well, real quick, real quick, I should make a... Yeah. Oh, go away, Fox and Lady. Now, um, real quick, we should make a quick note here, because uh, there have been, uh, been some folks that have said, um, well... Speaking of headhunters that have announced they're gonna they're gonna go out there they're gonna find every single right wing 
uh, leader of these academic institutions. They're going to expose all of their plagiarism. I'll Good just, luck. I'll, I'm, I'm just going to let that rest <laughs> for one moment so that it can ruminate while I talk about this so, so that it can Jesus. so that it can make its way into your mind, dear listener. A right wing head <laughs> of an academic ex- institution. I, I said one? a right wing head. I said it's singular. I said which one? Yeah. I said singular. <laughs> so there, there's what, like Heritage USA? So I this think. is a, a, a this is a, a a general field in the United States which has about a ten to one uh, bias favor. Uh, of Democrats and, and liberal progressives. Now, the funny thing is, liberal progressives are already a bit of an oxymoron. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. getting pinged. Yeah, I, I hear the beeps. But, um, but yeah, there, there we are. It's, uh, it's really something. It's really something. But I've got, uh, even though we like to hold the the good news to the end of the story, this is one that we reported on a while ago. Out of, uh, this was in Texas? Yeah, Houston. This was the, uh, this is just the uh, ultimate badass level a robbery gone shootout that uh, ends very quickly mm-hmm. with, uh, with the robber succeeding in his uh, room temperature challenge. So um, what happened here, let me see, have we got the video right offhand? Not right offhand, but it'll be familiar to anyone that sees any of these uh, fuck around and find out type of videos. Uh, this guy goes into this Houston talker. Oh, this guy, yeah. This, this happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the um, it's resolved. So yeah. Yeah, what happened fine. there? The, uh, the guy, yeah, all, all human beings are fine. No innocent people were hurt or anything bad happened to, to any to any human beings at all. So my favorite part of this was he shot the guy, made sure everyone got their wallet and cash back, and then went home. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> I was just like boss mode. <laughs> just Absolutely. yeah, strolled out, didn't look back. You know, the whole nine yards. Just it, it's like when the home. explosion's happening and you just walk away. Totally. Like boss mode, probably went home and give his kitty cat a scratch on the head or his dog a, a, a scratch behind the ears. I don't know. I default. Or I went cat, home and obviously. rubbed one out. Rubbed one out in victory. I I don't <laughs> even imagine that's the case. He probably had his you know hot Latina girlfriend you know take care of it for him. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what happened is this guy he um he took a not real gun. To uh, do a robbery in Texas. Now, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, it goes to this uh, Taqueria, Taqueria. I don't know, whatever. Taqueria. Yeah, he goes to this. Uh, goes to this place and he's uh, flashing around his he gun. Goes to the like, Taqueria uh, and tries to uh, <laughs> tries to get some monies. And people are starting to give him his wallet and their wallets and whatever. He uh, passes one fella and guy draws on him <laughs> and puts him <laughs> onto the ground. 
with uh, rather a few bullets. He put bullets. He put a couple bullets in one side and almost out the other. Yeah, so like, that uh... threw us from armpit to armpit. He took him out cold. Yeah. On from the left side too, so he had clean access to his heart. And he was like a couple feet away. So he had point blank access to this guy's rib cage and heart through the soft spot underneath the arm. He was toast before he hit the ground. So, yeah, that's it. And then, uh, of course, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of outrage from the usual folks that you would say uh, you you would say you'd expect to hear it from. Which is, you know, this is going too far. This man was executed, et cetera, et cetera. But oh, okay, no, 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 fine. I'm okay. I'm okay with the description that he was summarily executed well, in the middle of, of a crime where he made lethal threats. Uh, threats, sorry, threats of lethal force. Yeah, I mean, you know, I am perfectly okay with the accurate description that he was summarily executed by a citizen. Yeah, I mean, in that case, you know, this by guy one of the probably be. Of the, of the, I mean, if we're being fair, this fellow should probably be compensated for his time and, you know, and business and everything. I mean, if he's if he's doing the state's job of execution, he should probably be paid for his work. Am I wrong? Well, I don't know. Was the guy retarded? I mean, he kind of was going into a taqueria with a gun. Oh, with a fake, and, uh, well, with a fight. fake gun, even. It doesn't matter. In Texas. It's like, well, you know, we've got extenuating circumstances here, which probably do, you know, explain that this guy was probably retarded. But I, we'll never know now. We'll never know because, you know, he was he was trying that new TikTok challenge and, you know, room temperature achieved. Anyway, uh, case was submitted to a grand jury, called for no charges, and pop, that's the end. Nothing. It, it doesn't go farther than that. The grand jury's like, oh, we're, no. No, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Stop. Which is excellent. Um, and in other kind of, I don't, I mean, good but bad, is uh, LaPierre, Wayne LaPierre, is out at the NRA. It should have been under better circumstances, but we've got Letitia James doing her uh, fucking thing. Which is yeah, kind of blatantly unconstitutional, but the NRA has kind of made itself into a bit of a shitty organization and not done. Yeah, there's no reason to support it anymore. These are the same people that used to give out rifle lessons in high schools. And, uh, and now, now they're, they're basically against that. I don't fucking care anymore. NRA is done in my opinion. Yeah. They don't have, they don't, they don't uh, deserve another penny anymore. Wayne LaPierre was the fucking last, uh, nail in the coffin anyway. And he's been there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's he's kind of outlived his uh, usefulness, you could say. Long, long, long since. Oh, and um, oh, that's actually a really decent segue there. We could either, yeah, let's have fun. Let's have some fun. We've got. Um, I'll share the link here because you know we're we are uh, you know. We're, we try to reach out. We try to, you know, be friends to all people here at the Fake Untitled Podcast. There's uh, someone that's just recently come up. I, um, I don't know if she's Chinese in America or uh, Chinese internationally, but there's, um, well, well, basically, we're reaching out, trying to get Mark Cuban to, to really 
to go forward with his uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion promise <laughs> with the Mavericks, you know, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's the whitest team in the league. And there is this brave young woman, a Chinese woman, Wei Wu, who <laughs> has... She has offered her services, and, and not only that, the My money God. that she's asking for this, she intends to give it back. She's going to give all the people a dollar fifty out of the fifteen million she's asking for as a starting player, which is not unreasonable sum, not unreasonable at all. And so, I urge everyone to support her in this endeavor because. She deserves a chance, and, you know, by God, if Mark Cuban, you know, if he really thinks diversity, inclusion, and equity are a winning move, well, then the only winning move is to play the game, if I'm to quote a famous movie. That's that's the quote, right? The only winning move is to play? Yeah, that's definitely the quote. <laughs> so, on that note, uh, we've got some, well, not exactly breaking. This is news out from yesterday, but um, Maersk, you may or may not be familiar with them. Uh, if you've if you've seen a shipping container, you've probably seen it and maybe wondered, oh, what does that mean? Well, they're a Danish company that kind of ships everything everywhere. And, um, well, there's this thing that's happening over in this, uh, this area near a shipping lane. Uh, you've... Yeah, you may or may not have heard of it. There's this country called Israel, and then there's this other country called Yemen. They've got some Houthis in there. Anyway, they've made things complicated. <laughs> and, oh, come uh, on. You, you, missed, you missed a grand, fantastic reference to the 90s. All right. Houthis and the, blo Houthis and the Blowfish. Come on. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I... Like, they're putting you, no, out you deserve that one. I, you know, you deserve that one. So that's yours, brother. <laughs> they're putting out fucking Russian sea mines. I mean, come the fuck on. But anyway, uh, Maersk has uh, made a decision as of uh, Friday. Right. That would be Friday the fifth, mind, as of recording. That they would be extending their diversion of vessels from the Red Sea for the quote foreseeable future. Uh, due to safety concerns. Okay, and, uh, I actually do have yes. another one, and it has to do with the four that were that were killed uh, while trying to blockade ships. Uh, sorry, U.S. naval ships that they fired upon. They left that part out in the, in the news releases. Uh, that would be Houthis and the fishes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really sleeping. Anyway, I'll stop explaining my terrible joke. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so they'll be going around the Cape of Africa, uh, Cape of Good Hope, I think that is. The Horn of Africa. <laughs> anyway. At this point, yeah. So so there was that uh, operation, whatever the fuck it was, that did not a goddamn thing. Oh, the thing that Biden led, yes. The one where the French said, we don't want to listen to the Americans, and then the uh, Canadians went, yeah, me too. Yeah, well. And the so, Spanish said, well, Mayard, fuck this shit. Yeah, so on that note, <sighs> I the Italians are just drunk on wine. Well, that isn't in general, but <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, Maloney, you made promises. Oh, uh -huh. anyway, that's all. 
So, back on topic. Um, so there's this thing that happened with the uh, the guy who you you would think being uh, being a, a kind of a important military type dude, Lloyd Austin, as I've often said, who was installed to destroy the American military. Uh, well, I think recently, I know where else he was installed recently. I believe that was oh, Walter Reed Medical Hospital. I believe. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah he was there for about three days. Four days. Yeah, yeah, for four. Oh, it was four. I thought. Yeah, it was three he was. Days. He was. He was wheeled in, plugged in, and guess which department? I, I actually the don't. Fucking know. ICU. Oh, the ICU for four days. He went in for what was called a a surgical procedure, I think, and uh, ended up in the ICU for fucking four days. Nobody that knew. Is... The Secretary of Defense of the fucking country was in the hospital in the ICU for four days, and nobody even told the fucking president. Yeah, now let's be clear when you say nobody knew. It's not to say that nobody knew. It's to say that the American public did not know. Okay, that's fair. That's pretty normal. Let's be real. I can understand them not saying the Secretary of Defense is in the hospital with some serious shit, and there's nobody heading well, to you know. If something serious happens, people might expect to hear that the Secretary of Defense was at disposal for defending this fucking country. Right, and if or he's if, not, that, if, you know, if he's not, you're not going to say else a damn is in there. No, if he's not, that there's somebody competent who has taken over the position so that we know somebody, like, this isn't even just like, don't tell your enemies about this. No, you tell your enemies. We got somebody in there who's just as capable you don't so, project strength by lying about something like that because if you hide it, you look weak. That was extremely weak on the public stage, on the international public stage. That was extraordinarily weak for us to do that. Yeah. So, not but uh, not even a <laughs> month from this uh, operation in the Red Sea, Lloyd Austin gets sick, goes to the hospital. Or ha- has to get some regular... Something happens requiring Secretary Austin to go to the hospital, and it does not go well. He's in the ICU for four fucking days at Walter Reed, one of the best medical institutions in America. And for planet. three days, for three days, Joe Biden was not made aware. Yeah. So, that's incompetence. It's not even like malicious at that point. I mean, it's it's one thing. It could be both, but like, come on. <laughs> like they're not. Like, what I'm getting at like here is that they're private. not even fucking trying. That like they're not even fucking trying, dude. Like at one point it's they not would a at least and boot. Like the, this, the 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 guy in charge of the whole military is the president. This isn't some guy, and this isn't some private in boot camp who's uh, going through the ringer in hell weeks and then gets like a skin infection. This is the Secretary of Defense of the United States of America. This is like the guy that the president turns to when he's trying to be in command of his military. It's the first opponent turns to and says, "All right, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? I need these options on the table. Talk to your generals." That's the guy he goes to. That's the guy he asks. What would you do if, this, if there's a military situation and if, if the president doesn't have the experience to go on? It lies in the Secretary of Defense. 
Mm-hmm. Say what you will about Austin's competence, but he can't even be incompetent if he's not in the fucking seat. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's long and short. And since we're on that, uh, as as you know, it is the beginning of a new year and a new fiscal year. And, of course, that brings with it government audits of the individual federal agencies and all. And, of course, since we're on the topic of the Department of Defense, we should just go ahead and note that for the sixth fucking year in a row, they have failed their audit. So, as a quote... My my favorite part about their audits, my favorite part about their audits is when they fail, they're not off by $100,000. (laughs) or you know if we look back to uh, or a hundred million (laughs) dollars the audit on uh you know 2001 we were looking at uh, a very an even larger sum of money that kind of went missing but then something happened and you know we weren't so concerned about that anymore and the only thing I'll say about that is that no wreckage hit building seven. And I don't I don't know if I should have to say any more than that. <sighs> and I guess uh, we are we are recording this on the uh, the new national holiday of uh, January the sixth, you know, the most important oh, yeah. day in American now, history. I burned I burned as as one is supposed to on this holiest of days. A stick of Hillary Clinton's vagina smell deodorant, and um, and I, I lit my candles for uh, for Brian Sicknick, who dies uh, on the seventh, and then uh, comes back on the ninth to re- re- um, remove all of our sins at the end of a gun. Indeed. Now Indeed. I don't know about you, but um, as I lit my twenty seventh candle um, for each hour of January sixth. Uh, I I was taken to uh, taken back to reflect on how important it was that the words uh, "white power" were written on the main drive leading up to the Capitol building on the street mm. in big yellow letters. And uh, it just it was disturbing to me that that was still allowed in this country in the year of our Lord current year. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Anno Domini, current year, indeed. It's uh no, no, no. What, what, what are you talking about, Anno Fauci? <sighs> <laughs> After all the rest of that, I was a step too far. <laughs> meh. <laughs> and on on the topic of meh. I should uh, make note of this interesting post I've seen from somewhere else. I'll just uh, include a quick link and uh, just tell you real quick here. They did some math, and I tell you what, the math doesn't lie. Uh, as uh, as uh, any of our listeners will know, there's this thing in Eastern Europe with uh, Russia and Ukraine and some stuff. And, uh, well, there's a lot of money that's uh, fallen into a black hole. $165 billion, as a matter of fact. So somebody went and just ran some quick numbers, just some real quick numbers. And um, we found that we could build six border walls with that much money. 
or we could, uh, you know, give every single homeless veteran in America, every single one, we could give $2 million. Or we could have given, um, well, let me let, let me add some context to this. Uh, everybody will be familiar with the Maui fires in which, uh, you know, you know what? People are given $700 and I'm not going to get any more political than that. But they were given $700 for their homes and livelihoods. You know, I remember getting um, a $700 check. And then uh, I was promised two thousand dollars, and I got. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that was six hundred dollars. I was promised two thousand, I got fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I remember looking at that and laughing because I knew that it was just going to be stupid that they were going to do this in general. No, right, well, I was going to be worry, taxed on this money uh, anyway. Yeah, I was, I was about to mention you'll well, be taxed on that <laughs> at the end of the year too. But, uh, but real quick, <laughs> I come back to it. Uh, that's seven hundred dollars. It's going to look a lot less soon when these people are taxed on all the insurance money they collect. That as well. That as well. And to, to that end, hurt so much. To that end, every one of those families that was impacted by the Maui wildfires, uh, the ones that are alive still, the ones that you know weren't stopped by the police and literally burned to death in their cars trying to escape. Other than those people, you know, the ones who the government just essentially murdered, other than the ones that were essentially murdered by our government, other than them, we could have given $50 million to every family that was impacted by that. Or or let's, let's go with an even bigger number than that. We could have flicked, uh, by, again, running these numbers, Flint's water system could have been fixed. 25 times over. What was, oh, what what was the number? What was the number to fix homelessness in America? Oh, I remember what it was. $45 billion is what it would take. Because I remember there was a, there was a big kerfuffle about why are you going to spend $54 billion, Elon, on, on Twitter? You could fix homelessness in America for $45 billion. Hmm. Well, you know what? Um, could we now? My, my favorite part about that is is uh, what happens when, say, half the homeless people go back to being homeless. That was always my favorite question to, to ask is, is what ha- even if it's like 10%, what happens if there's like a, a, a non-zero percentage of these people that go back to being homeless? How many of them are you going to feel bad for in the future? How many of them are you going to, com- are you going to complain that we haven't spent enough money to help in the future? And how many of uh, how many other Americans have to go homeless to pay their taxes to pay for solving the homeless problem? Sure enough. Sure. And how many of them are you going to look upon favorably in the same way you looked at these these poor innocent fentanyl junkies drinking their own urine in tents in the street in Santa in San Francisco and Santa Monica? Or better yet, how many more hotels are you willing to pay for to house these people while Xi Jinping's in town? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I mispronounced his name. Xi Jinping. Yeah, potato, potato. Whatever. Well, actually, speaking of potatoes, um, 
don't know if you saw this recently, but uh, it, it seems that um, there's going to be a new horror film coming out. Uh, it features um, features the the horrific end of uh, one of the most infamous curves in U.S. history, the uh, the Mickey Mouse curve, mm. reached the termination point, and so there is a, a movie coming out, uh, a doc a docu horror for uh, Disney execs. Okay. And it's a uh, it's a single single picture long, and it has that curve with uh, no no dots coming after the end of the line. Mm. Are you talking about? Uh, what, no, but in seri but seriously, there is going to be a, something here. But seriously, there is going to be a uh, um, a Mickey Mouse horror movie. At least there have been posters put out, kind of like the um, the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Oh yeah, there's also a video game. <laughs> But so, so uh, it's almost ready to go. So obviously these people have been working yeah. on this in the background. But There's of also, Disney, uh, just as a complete by the by, a complete no. another video game that actually looks really dope. That uh, that huh. that has that style, but uh, yeah. it it just has that style. It's actually not aping the Mickey Mouse thing. It's just kind of like a huh. like a twenties, thirties, forties kind of yeah. cartoon. Like you've actually got a finger gun where you're like pow pow pow, and it's a first person shooter, so it it looks neat. But yeah, that's utterly uh, unrelated since it's an original property with original storytelling. God for fucking bed. Even if it's just a, you know the classic hero's journey. Again, God for fucking bed. Old storytelling. So, so Disney is um. Doing this brilliant thing, they hired a, a Pakistani feminist. <laughs> they did to, to do a to do the next uh, Star Wars film. And her her statement to the public is that it's supposed to make men feel uncomfortable. Now, that there sounds is like a charitable really good way to get people into theaters. That sounds like the way to get butts in seats to me. Now, there's a charitable interpretation of this. Oh, that. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, there's a fantastic rebuttal to it. That um, the Aliens franchise was also meant to make men feel horrible, um, to challenge them with the uh, the face huggers uh, rape. Well, um, you know, I mean, by that same uh, scenario. And know, the question was, well, teeth was also was, meant and, to make women, men feel uncomfortable. Well, yeah, but that's no. But just uh, to finish this up, though, with the Aliens one, the, the instant rebuttal, which I thought was hilarious, was, and are women supposed to feel comfortable with this? I mean, it's kind of a reasonable question, don't you think? It's like, oh, well, women don't mind face rape. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how the, the fuck is that your read, excuse? Who knows? How the fuck is that your excuse? It's like, women don't mind the face rape and aliens. That's part of the horror chic. It's just so yeah, so yeah, so this this dumb this dumb broad is uh, going to come in, and, and of course it's you know it's about time women had a hand in this. So what the hell do you think Kathleen Kennedy was doing? What about, oh, I don't know, Senator Orgata? How the hell does that not fit into your fucking framework there? You're just pissing all over her legacy. I mean, as a person, you know, uh, Fisher's um, uh, influence as a person, let alone the uh, the character arc. But it's about time there's a woman who shaped the story. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, implying that Kathleen Kennedy hasn't been in charge of this franchise since it came into Disney's hands. Amazing. It's it's something. It's truly, truly something. Oh, 
And uh, we've got another... And this isn't breaking or anything. It's actually not really even news. But it is coming out, which is interesting. I don't know if you saw this one. This is about uh, three, four days ago. There was a um, Canadian ex-Intel uh, officer. At this point, probably actually ex-Intel, because, because of what I'm about to tell you. Uh, quote, we can prove every federal government from Mr. Mulroney to Mr. Trudeau has been compromised by an agent of communist, communist China. Jesus, I can't talk. Every government was infiltrated by agents of influence acting on behalf of the Chinese government. Not only the sitting government has been compromised, but all federal political parties have been compromised. So I'll just include a link to his little bit of whistleblowing and testimony there. Which, again, no one's going to be surprised by that that, um, you know, has any idea of what truth actually is. But it's nice that these things are actually out. And I, Fair mean, enough. Well, and, uh, I don't know if we've like done a lot of reporting to... on that ourselves. Such as, no. uh, you know, like... How the retail market, uh, retail, um, retail real estate in Canada, a large portion of that is owned by Chinese nationals. Oh well, Eva, we started mentioning things like that. Also, that China is buying up farmland in the United States. Mm -hmm. Infrastructure as well, uh, companies and, and just infrastructure. direct infrastructure. Yeah, here and and not just here, very much more in Canada. It's been made illegal in some places here, not all, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, see, the thing is, it's funny. As a foreign owner of our stuff, uh, they don't have the same kind of rights that citizens have. They do not. So it's, it is still entirely within the government's purview to say um, eminent domain, all their shit's ours. Because uh, it's already here. That, uh, you know, well, and I wouldn't put it past Justin Trudeau to just seize some shit from somebody. I mean, let's be real. Well, Although see, his, that. his I good mean, well, friend, she, I, I don't that. know if he would uh, have the stones. Because he has literally well, none. Well, he certainly, he certainly wouldn't back uh, his next election, would he? No. No, probably not. I'm going to put Ford in again. Who fucking knows? So there was a thing. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. There's this fantastic picture of uh, of Nikki Haley's face merged into Hillary oh, on Hillary Clinton. Face. Yes, I've seen that it. Says, That's it's says her turn. Indeed. Oh, God, I mean, I'm trying to like, find that meme. I mean, when's the last time we had a a good woman in there who was as bloodthirsty as Hillary Clinton? It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, I just I love the part where she's just like. Uh, you know, it's about time for a woman to be president, and I'll make it happen. It's like, oh, you've heard this before. It's her turn. <sighs> oh, sorry, I, sorry, fuck you, Nimrata. I know. I just like I just took things off topic a little bit there. Oh uh, shit! Not oh, really. Shit. Okay. Not really at you, all. Not you, really however, at all. You, you, didn't, see, sir. you do need to see this. Uh, this is just this is this is so on topic. Uh, there you go. You can see that in staff chat. Oh, indeed. Well, well, let me just just pop that up real quick. <laughs> Isn't that on topic? I think that's fair. I mean, kind of, but you know, we were on the topic of. Although Hillary speaking Clinton. of speaking of um, speaking of rolling death vets, um, I don't know if you saw what was happening in Seattle earlier today. Um, oh, new Chaz? No, 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 not new Chaz. Um, 
there's a, a we're talking about things that are rolling that are in motion although in this case not really so much in motion as uh waiting for shit to get out of the fucking way uh new chaz uh, okay well yeah the highway um so uh, a bunch of uh oh here it is it's it's just yeah no that's just today it's like they're uh they uh using what uh You've got to have a lot of people on your side if you're going to block a roadway, is all I'm saying. So so they came in with, like, you know, on the order of 100 people. Uh, they cut a fence on the uh, the end, on, on a, a, um, a parallel road separation, and they crowded into the highway, and uh, they got a bunch of cars to stop up next to them, I guess as a protective barrier. And because uh, if you look at the way it's set up, there's several cars that are like right up next to them, and there's like a decent amount of space behind those cars before there's more cars. So some they must have like had a a, a second line that showed up just to stop cars further back, and then like went and joined with the others or something to that effect. But the point is, they had a barrier of cars to back them up. Um, to protect them from from getting hit, and they might have like had a secondary separation there, so they they made space, and then they uh, they went ahead and they had a little picket line, and they marched around in a square, say a rectangle uh, across the road, in front of their own cars. Which just says uh, about the by, had... I'm I'm not joking around with the new Chaz. It it is literally happening on the corner where where Chaz was in Portland. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, just to much like we've seen uh, in a lot of places. And uh, just as an interesting yeah. side note, too, like I was saying, you've got to have a lot of popular support if you're going to go and block the roads in a place. Like, this is a this is a big move as far as protest goes. And if you have the support, you can really get some shit done. But if you do not you are going to make a lot of people angry. And, well, for one, a lot of folks just don't give a fuck about Palestine in the first place. And then there's the, uh, the, the media is not controlled by Palestinians. And there's not a, this common media narrative of, uh, well, we, we see two media narratives. From the actors... Not all, but, uh, you know, free Palestine from the river to sea, et cetera, whatever. And then from a lot of the production houses, we see we're not hiring any of you free Palestine, whatever peoples anymore. And God, I don't, see, I, like, fuck that you much people. people who are criminally retarded, like Mark Ruffalo in a really difficult spot, doesn't it? Because the Marvel franchise is not doing so well. So... When he comes back later and he says, not only do I demand a job, but I was in the Marvels, sir. And they go, well, seeing as you wanted everyone who would hire you dead, um, what are you going to do for a living? There's a, there's a lot of folks that have really kind of crossed Hollywood royalty and it's I mean, probably going to bite them. wild to me. That's wild to me. Like, obviously, there are people who are not Jews that are in charge out there as well. And I don't care about the proportionality of things in that sense. It's just like, so you're going to alienate, like, you know that these people are there. 
and you're going to alienate them. And, well, and again, it's, well, let's let's just do a little can, thought exercise. You can say what you will. Well, you can say what you will about them being Jewish or not. The fact is, they exist out there, well, and they well, have Greg, certain Greg, feelings on my things, brother. And you're going to like offend them. My brother, fire walk with me a moment here, and uh, let's <laughs> let's let's just explore. Let's have a powwow. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this here. We'll we'll, right. we'll bust out the peace pipe. We'll smoke them it up a little bit. You know, we'll you know have a little get together. And uh, we'll, we'll discuss this thing. So, well, look, I know I'm not that high up on the totem pole here. So uh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I've I've got my headdress on. I'm the man in charge. It's all good. No worries. <laughs> you got you got to pass in this TP, brother. So, let's just say that uh, you're a person that is highly interested in how Palestine and Palestinian affairs go one way or the other and say you're uh, being that way you you are obviously you're not an anti-semite because Palestinians are semitic people but you probably hold a really super poor version of Israel Israelis and probably the Jews in general so you're going to likely be one of these folks that's, uh, you know, familiar with the, the protocols and such. And you're going to likely have these points of view that these folks are in great position of power, rule the world, America, whatever. So if these people are in these great positions of power and rule America and the world and whatever else... Exactly how are you gaining by telling everybody it's cool to just go and, like, kill all of them? Because we've only, again, this falls back to uh, to a lot of my prior arguments with um, with the posters, the abduction posters. Instead, you... You could have been putting up, here's uh, here's some babies that were killed in some strike by an Israeli bomb. But we, we, didn't, we didn't get that. What do we get, Craig? You know what we got. We got a bunch oh, of assholes so got, uh, that went so out we and fun, tore down a fucking bunch like, of signs. Oh, better yet, they would paste things like uh, over where it said, like, uh, uh, you know, kidnapped. They'd paste stickers that said, like, colonizer on top. Right. That was a nice touch. Or... Here's another really great example. There's um every Sharmuta doing that. Uh, yeah, well, getting yelled at by every Yento of the camera. Well, the the newest example that I want to put out is there's this uh this girl that was released from uh, Hamas cap- captivity. And... Oh yeah, the one that they compared to a monkey. That was really good. Yeah, like she's not the right, most beautiful classy. woman. She was apparently not raped, which good but yeah but beyond that beyond that it's like what we've seen from a lot of uh a lot of these from the river to the sea people instead of you know i will admit i follow an interesting cross-section of people so i have seen some that have been very reasonable (laughs) but that's like literally two or three the rest are basically just being complete assholes to this chick. 
uh, treating her, to be completely yeah. fair, much the way that uh, BLM and Antifags were treating Ashley Babbitt shortly after and since January 6th. How about that? And, oh, it's, it's weird that you should mention that on a day like today. Isn't it? Isn't it weird? Yeah, Queer, I saw some even. Stuff about Ashley Babbitt. Queer. Curious. Oh, I, I, yes. Odd. Peculiar. Quite strange. Speaking of strange and peculiar, there was an interesting leak in these Epstein documents that just recently came out. <laughs> uh, there's one. Now, I want to put out the crazy wild one, which has apparently been debunked, that uh, Stephen Hawking was interested in having midgets in too short of clothing, <laughs> working on problems on too tall of boards and having to stretch up. That has apparently been debunked. There's also another Stephen Hawking uh, release uh, that was <laughs> not debunked so much. That one involved him uh, apparently being a much more active fellow than any of us thought. As a uh, matter of fact, he was uh, really getting down, you could say. Um, apparently what... Apparently, he was doing some kind of orgies with some women or girls on Epstein Island. And, you know, it, um, as, as much like the uh, screenshot from a particular Simpsons episode, you know, brings to mind with uh, Lisa sitting, little Lisa sitting there on uh, his lap with a big smile on his face. You know, it's just. Uh... As it says, it hits a little bit different. You know, one of those, what did they know and when did they know it? Well, they always knew. Come on. It's like Harvey Weinstein. And let's also be real. They knew since the Florida shit. And there's... Here's the thing about, about no that, that I really think is just amazing. It's just, just well, it's truly, it tickles the... Tickles the little child and everyone. Uh, the uh, the Trump name. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. That the other the giant reveal, <laughs> the giant reveal that everybody's <laughs> rubbing their hands for. Oh, it's gonna be there. It's gotta be. Mm, there was something yeah, mysteriously <laughs> not listed in here as an abuser. No, no, no. I will not say that Donald Trump <laughs> did not counter, come yeah. up in this questioning. He most certainly did. As a matter of fact, he was asked about specifically. Now, here's the fun thing is he was not specifically exonerated in the way that a lot of people have been claiming. Fair. He was specifically. It's Now, if you look at the flight logs, he was never brought there by Epstein's plane. He, although he flew the plane between West Palm Beach International, Florida. And JFK. Palm Beach International Airport in Florida. No, not JFK. Uh, uh, TB. Uh, it's, it's Jersey. Oh, just the Jersey one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, uh, in any event, those two places and then uh, and then uh, the DCA. So um, Washington, D.C. So those not, are the three airports. So and not the Virgin Islands. And also, I'll note, not Montana. Montana? Look up the ranch. Montreal. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. In any event, five total flights on Leo Express, 92, or 90, no, 93. Just 1993. So, that was pages 18, 24, 27. 
Three pages, five total flights. That's it. None of those were anywhere near where the problem areas was. Uh, problem areas were. Now the the releases just recently, the nine hundred and whatever it is page release. Mm-hmm. He was asked about, and his name appears just a, a handful of times on one page, um, about whether or not Trump was uh, seen anywhere involved with this shit. He wasn't at any of the fl- he he was not seen at any of the locations that Epstein uh, was doing his fun times. Um, and that's it. So basically, not only did Trump have to go there on his own transport if he did go there, he was also not seen anywhere near any of the stuff. So he had to have been one sneaky fucker uh, to get around without anybody noticing him. So um, while it's not a state, it's not a true statement that he was found innocent by the uh, testimony available. He sure as shit wasn't found guilty. Yet another glaring hey, lack the, of the evidence. evidence. The evidence just does not even point to him being remotely connected to this shit. Besides having some uh, power-hungry grifter ferry we, him around. We should note. Times. We should note that there were a few redactions. A few redactions, indeed. As sure. a matter of fact, um, no. I, I'd like to make yeah, a. I'd like to make a note on that specifically. You know, we have uh, we have number six. Uh, Philip Barden of Devonshire Solicitors LLP, uh, number seven, which is uh, you know uh, redacted, uh, so that would be Philip Barden B A R D E N. Uh, then we have the redacted, of course. Uh, this this list, of course, is in alphabetical order. And then uh, after the number seven, which is redacted, we have David Boys B O I S E of a Boy Schiller and Flexner LLP. Now. B-A. Boys, that is an interesting name there. That is it? an interesting name. But uh, let's be fair. That's not really what Epstein deals in. Oof. Fair enough. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. But we have this number seven in this alphabetical list that is redacted for uh, uh, the, the very few reasons you could get a redaction on something like this is fear for your safety or... National security and a number have been listed as required for national security. So, okay, national security. B A, all right. Then we have uh, B O. Hmm. I wonder if there's a B and another vowel other than A or O that might be on that list. Oh, come on. There are other combinations of letters in there. There, there so are. There's BJ. It could have been someone with the name Bjorn. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. It would be a 15 character name. Where did yeah, Joseph Robinette Biden fit in there? I don't know. Oh, let's just not jump to that conclusion. I'm not jumping to anything. I'm just saying it's a 15 character name. You know, <laughs> what more can I say than that? I, it fits. It could have been Hunter. It could have, it could have, you know. There's all these sorts of, all these sorts of things that we just don't know the answer, I mean, really. Why skip the fun part where we have everything but the actual obvious answer? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> this this uh, well, this is like an algebra thing, you know. A plus B equals C, and we're we're trying to figure out what the uh, what the B is. Where's the B? Oh, there was a question there. Hmm. Well, you know, it's hidden. I'm not going to... Enough of it that. It doesn't come up Speaking of hidden anymore. things, though, um, <laughs> what about those uh, What about those tapes? 
those uh, tapes and those hard drives that had the uh, name. The Trump D tapes? No, no, not those. Not those. The ones from the <laughs> penthouse. You know. That yeah, penthouse in uh, New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, the Trump D tapes that Epstein had in his uh, safe. Ones that keep coming up yeah. over and over and over again because because they totally exist. Mm-hmm. Totally do. The stelters of the world are damned with that information. Yeah, so, so yeah, there was... Doomed uh, to know things that only a certain Senate staffers have seen now before they got kicked out, and that's what turned them gay. Yeah, it wasn't the atrazine in the water, because that only works on frogs. Yeah, he, he does the, the power of Trump's cock, giving out a golden shower onto a hooker. That's what that's what turned that guy. I put a shiver right up his leg, I guess. <sighs> Man, I'm telling you. But um, remember, the biggest and most important part of this uh, Epstein information drop is this isn't the client list. It's not the client list at all. Yeah. At best, you're getting that a was, of that, the client list being the thing that. The client list being the thing that everyone wanted mm-hmm. and thought they were getting mm-hmm. and didn't get. But that being said, I think Bill Clinton's mentioned some 160 sometimes, or the Clintons in general. So there is that. Oh, and Jimmy Kimmel is pissed. And that's hilarious because his very good friend was the personal chef for Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, my God. Dude, his his not just with Aaron Rabbit the Fuck is so funny. And Aaron Rodgers, mm. um, his his personal feud there. Now Aaron said that Jimmy Kimmel is nervous about the list coming out. That's the extent of what he said. What does every fucking media coverage uh, say? In, in, instead of uh, the truth, there that uh, that somehow Jimmy Kimmel's name is going to be on the list. That's what Aaron Rodgers said. I guess that's far from what he said. He said he's nervous about the list coming out. Didn't say why. No. I mean, you could take hints to that. Maybe it's because his fucking friend was, as he just mentioned, the chef who went to the fucking island. Like, he, he opened a restaurant with this guy, mm-hmm. knowing who he spent time with. And just to be clear, that restaurant was partially so, funded by Jeffrey Epstein. So Jimmy Kimmel can cry real hard. He can he cry wants. right into his cheese pizza. That's yep. that's what he can do, or uh, you know maybe maybe he uh, maybe he prefer to have a Chicago hot dog party, you know to ease his worried mind. Look, I'm certain I'm certain that he's safe given he's been vaccinated. <sighs> maybe who knows? And it uh, what is it they say? It stops with you. Well, you don't know. He might end up. He might end up dying suddenly. It's possible. Oh, hey, you know, on that note, uh, we should just go ahead and make a quick note of... Um... Oh, my fucking God. It's anyway, sorry, no, keep going, keep going. No worries. We'll uh, uh, stretch this out just a little bit, but not too much longer. Yeah, can't, can't have you turning completely into a pumpkin, so we'll get out of here before it's too late. Uh-huh. But uh, just as a quick reminder, because this was one that we covered at the time, we're going back, oh, shit, two years now. Uh, there was um, Ukrainian... Um, MP, what, um, what Ilya Kiva Uh-oh. had mentioned the uh, story of Bucha, which, you know, as we covered at the time, the uh, the Bucha thing 
had a lot of weird questions. We had, uh, okay, so we had a bunch of bodies in the streets that weren't there prior on satellite images, and then the bodies that were there were wearing white scarves on the arms, the white scarf signifying um, uh, not so much Russian allegiance, but like we are, uh, we're friendly to Russians, so please don't shoot us, we will assist you. That was all the uh, the bodies that were there. So the Bucha massacre looks complicated, and that maybe the Ukrainian army was doing the things that we reported the Ukrainian army to having been done, and uh, just hadn't reported on it up to that point because that was uh, I. Well, I was covering that shit a lot more closely than I am now because it's starting to wrap itself up. Thank fuck. Uh, still a bunch a bunch more innocent people are going to die obviously well you see it's it's uh it's annoying because this is so in a in a related um uh uh international political uh entanglement well well, real real quick let me just finish this up because there's like one point i wanted to make and there's not much even to it well anyway this Ilya kiva basically broke the story he said that it was planned and prepared in advance and that this was all a setup which it so you're saying there might have been like a list of people. Well, there Go was ahead. a list of people. We've, we've reported on some uh, awful things that was done by the SBU over the years leading up to the actual conflict. Uh-huh. But yeah, he uh, basically spread the word on that. And then within a few days, he was uh, assassinated by the SBU. Right. Anyway, what, would you, uh, what was that you were saying, sir? Well, um, with the U.S. tied up in Ukraine and Middle East with the Red Sea and Israel... What does that leave wide open? And who has recently made a promise to go there as early, uh, hinting at as early as the spring? Well, you know, there's a... There's a jealous Western neighbor of a certain country that we tend to to like making our chips at. What would you say? It's um, springtime in Taiwan for Xi? How'd you like that one? That's, that was good. Uh, that's, that's, that was... That. That's that's good. That was stuff. very good. Oh, that's that good. was that was that was, that was oh. very clever. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's how we do. That's how. We yeah. Do. Uh, so uh, so Shinji Jinpu has has uh, intimated that this year is the year um, where Western Taiwan will uh, do reunification. Force. Um, yeah, even it might seem. Yes, they will spread their peaceful ways by force, mm-hmm. and as early as the spring. So. Uh, we might be seeing some very interesting headlines right around primary time in the United States. Um, Are you telling me that direct, Joe Biden's good friend Xi Jinping might do something untoward? Now, God forbid. The good news is the good news is our national security interest in uh, in Taiwan is um, actual, is as opposed to the one we have in Ukraine. Well, there's that, uh, but it's it's also resolving itself after years because uh, the 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 uh, drastically reduced Chips Act that uh, Biden stole from Trump uh, to to you know get credit for that uh, that's happening still slowly, but we will have three new fabs in the U.S. There are two that are going up in uh, the EU. Uh, was it France and Germany? I believe. Um, I think there's I another hope, couple of fabs that are going to be looked into. Is- 
I, I just I just hope that German chip oh, plant is God, yeah. incredibly energy efficient. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I'm it's going to be running on, on Russian oil anyway. Well, it's going to have to. They don't have any nuclear power, so yeah. I know. Maybe they gave some yeah, Chinese well, the <laughs> So the French, the French, of course, have all the nuclear power they can they could hope for. Uh, so my guess is that you're going to have some chips that surrender easily upon an, an error showing itself. Ah. Uh, well, at crash the very least, though, hey, you know. Crash once, never executed. That's going to be a new one. <laughs> well, at least they'll be made in union shops. So, um, yeah, the chip fabs are happening. It's just they're not really online yet. The, uh, of course, the, uh, the Taiwan, um, Taiwanese uh, uh, chip fabricator company, whatever the hell it's I can't remember the name of the one Rackham has. Something or another, and it has Taiwan in it. So T is one of the letters. Sure. That one. Um, they own, I think, two of the three fabs that are going to go up in the U.S., and then one of them is a 10 nanometer. And uh, they have like a, a 7 and a 3 uh, fab over in Taiwan, which, by the way, the, the, the number is just a bullshit number. It's, it's supposedly the smallest feature size. But we're talking about things like the, um, the radius rounding on on one of these straight sections of, of a, a little little bit inside of a, a chip. Like that that is what they are using as their their bullshit for a feature. So it's not like the transistor is that small. It's a thing they have the ability to control the shape of is that small. And it can be a completely non essential little teeny bit and everything else is just way larger than that. You know, it's 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 nothing that that crazy as having like a three nanometer transistor. That just does not exist. Uh, so when yeah. you get, I've, I've been confronted on this as a question when I talked about it. Is you know, but they have the smaller, they have the smaller feature size over there. So, you know, why would they, why would they make the chips here? It's like, well, first off, uh, the feature size thing is bullshit. Second off, it's not that hard to do the upgrade for the lithography over here. But the point was made, which I thought was interesting, is that the skilled labor pool may not be sufficient here. I that might be something we have argument. to ramp up. Yeah, yeah that's what, something we might actually have to ramp up, is getting enough people skilled of skilled labor. And we're going to have to do labor. it outside of MIT and Harvard. Yeah, well, yeah. you see, that's the other thing is, is those, and so this is something I was going to bring back up with uh, Christopher Rufo also. He mentioned he might even, he's, he was open to, open to the suggestion of giving back his degree. I said to pull the trigger. Every single person with Harvard on their resume that is a boat anchor right now, because I can tell you right now, if I'm in the position to hire somebody well, and I see Harvard on the resume, it's going. So when I say it's a lead weight or it's a boat anchor, we're talking in the stack of papers you're going through for resumes. If I see Harvard, it's going back to the bottom of the stack. Like It's just the, the naked truth of it. And that's not just me doing that. That is people around the fucking country right now. If, uh, if they're going to start dealing, especially if you're talking about a research position. Are you trying to tell a, me that David Hogg has a degree that is not incredibly valuable in this world? Are you telling me that Boss Hogg himself, his own self. <sighs> Sorry, I had to. Nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If he wants to go ahead and try and flex that. I would be more than happy to laugh. <laughs> Go ahead, man. 
I got a degree from Harvard. <laughs> oh. That's... Yeah, so, so the, the, the big row going on with Chris Rufo is that he, he did uh, the Harvard Extension School, which is basically where they, uh, they tell you, well, for paying the same um, rates as all the other Harvard students, you can go to our Extension School, not actually at Harvard, but all accredited the same. You get to say you got a Harvard degree, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They make it, they, they, they go to great lengths to try and make it seem like you're going to the Harvard when you go to the Harvard Extension Schools. Only later on to tell you that when you listen to your resume, you must, by our by our um, our uh, etiquette, you must list it as the extension school because you didn't go to the actual Harvard. So, okay, so he he says this quite frequently that when he talks about it, he went to their night school, he went to their extension school, he didn't go to the actual Harvard, and people are trying to give him shit now, saying that he pretended he went, to, you know, he was misleading people. He pretended he went to the actual Harvard. It's like no, he didn't. I'm not talking about giving back to degree. I'd say don't fucking like muss around on that. Just do it and make that statement because that's something you can't do in the first place. Um, you can't like, you can't really give your degree back. A school can tell you can like cancel your degree, but they can't like demand your diploma back. It's just a virtue signal. All of it's just a virtue signal. Mm-hmm. Like, if Chris Rufo does it, it's just, just going to be a fucking virtue signal. But it would be hilarious. I think he should do it. I think he should pull the trigger and just tell them, I'm no longer listing you on my resume. I'm denying I fucking ever went there. Like, just fuck that place. I give my degree back. It's over. Like, at that point on my resume, if I was going to give a degree back, you know, in quotes there, I would, like, I would just, like, have it on my resume but with a, a line strike through it. Or, and it's like, say the date at which I gave it up. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I admitted this degree existed until this point, at which point I don't need this shit anymore. Or just leave it off the resume entirely. I mean, it's... It's, it's a bit of a load anchor that, at this point. Well, as I said, it's it's a lead weight in your resume. Um, people are going to have to start choosing to either remove it from their resume, or they're going to have to start explaining it in an interview. So you went to Harvard... What years did you go? And what did you do for your degree there? And why did you choose Harvard? <laughs> and what's going to happen, mm-hmm. my prediction, is that they're going to have a Mizzou moment coming up here. I mean, they've already kind of passed the Rubicon on it. Oh, yeah. They're going to have a Mizzou issue. They're going to have a Mizzou issue. A teacher slapped a camera at Mizzou, and that, that crushed matriculation. So that's not that's not the, the number of... Uh, um, of of uh, um, new applications. That's the, that's the number of people that showed up after they said yes. Matriculation is key for a university. And if matriculation goes down, the tuition income goes down, and that's how they pay their day-to-day bills. That big endowment is not what pays things. It's basically their cash and reserve. And that endowment is already getting hammered by people pulling their, their donations. The Alumni Association backed gay, they're going to now turn to all of the, uh, their alumni and say, give us cash? Good fucking luck. Good luck. Not going to happen. So their income is being crushed already. If they lose matriculation, they're fucked. Like the, the research excellence that they boast goes away. People are not going to want to give grants to a university like Harvard, who's embroiled in controversy and doesn't I mean, get shit lost, done. God, they've lost a lot of their, uh, 
a lot of their donors. Allows plagiarism, allows plagiarism to be rewarded. They've lost to the tune of a billion dollars already, and their X going up. Uh, and that's not even counting that, you know, we just got through the new year. Their annual donor rush uh, that they've been trying to do probably since Christmas, that's not going to be working. Um you know, their 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 hope is to get that money in. They're gonna they're gonna talk about how embattled and embroiled in in controversy they are. That's gonna make people shy away. You know, they're gonna say, "Help us defeat these uh, these right wing extremists." That's not gonna help. A lot of people they're gonna call right wing extremists are the liberal progressive Jews that they've been issuing in the first place. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, for um, it, it's for funny it. how that works. And you're gonna, I mean, and then you, you're probably gonna have the gall to call them uh, bigoted too as you do it. You know, you guys are a bunch of racist bigots. Give us cash. Not gonna help. The whole story is gonna collapse in front of them in that, in that road. Um, as long as Claudine Gay is there, there are people who are going to tell them to fuck off, and they they are doubling down on that by allowing her to resign to faculty position and oh, retain yeah. her benefits and her and her president pay. So all of that. Is going to have to go away for people to start saying, "Okay, she's not there anymore. Now I'll give you money again." Yeah, just so to, just to be thing, completely clear on be... that, just as a by the by here, yeah. is she will now have less responsibility, but retain all of the benefits, monetary and otherwise, of her previous office. Just yeah. to put that in a nutshell, that's just that's just insanity. I mean, it's she. She failed upward again, with a downward lateral move. Indeed, yeah. She she kind of shifted to the side a little bit. It's impressive that she was able to pull that shit off. Because I gotta tell you, like if I if I had like, and here's the other thing: is Obama was literally backing that the entire way. Uh, Mr. Harvard grabbed himself. Uh, his ass was there, uh, telling the guy he helped put onto the. Uh, the board, the chair of the uh, the, the company board, uh, sorry, the Harvard Corporation board. Uh, he basically was sitting there saying, uh, "Hey, man, uh, make sure this good friend of mine, Claudine, stays employed." So he basically gave her the choice to do what she wanted. Oh, kind of uh, like uh, how uh, it was just revealed that Bill Clinton went to Vanity Fair and said, "You better not run that fucking Epstein article." One of those kind of deals. Funny. Huh. How about that? Yeah, and then the alumni board backer. So all the alumni, by extension, are, are also fucked, by the way. That's the reason why, you know, it's not like just the students now. So what parent would make the argument that going to that university now is somehow worth the business connections that will be made as a student there? That argument has flopped. It's gone. So the Mizzou matriculation collapse is, is imminent at Harvard. In the next few years, that may happen. If it does, Harvard's not coming back. And that's only going to be happening if Claudine Gay is still there. So they're going to have some hard choices coming up, and it's going to be entirely their fault that they allowed that shit to happen. Harvard going away is going to happen because of DEI. And and they, they, they well, are they can't choosing go fast to enough, go down that road. Say. Right. So I'm, I'm not saying like they shouldn't at this point. You know, you guys do you. Um, oh, yeah, that's well I'm more than happy to continue mocking you hard. And it's not my university. It's not my problem. Um, you know, if they call it the premier research institution, I got to wonder what fucking research has been done there that's of worth uh, recently. Well, I, to I just, be I'm, fair. I, I got to wonder. 
there has been some societal research that's been done and we have had some eye-opening results we have learned some very important lessons from places like harvard and mizzou you know if if we look at it objectively there's a lot to have been learned from these research institutes Perhaps it will require the entire sacrifice of the Institute to learn said lessons, but, you know. The the sad thing is, they have, um, they have, uh, we we covered the numbers before, like 16,000 or whatever employees, and we we figured out they have 700 signatures or whatever of staff and faculty. Uh, They have, you know, such and such number of faculty. Figured for, you know, for like 100, maybe 100 of, uh, that's why I counted the numbers, like 140 was less than that. For like 100 faculty, give or take. Say 150, just to round up well beyond what it was. For like 150 faculty and a grand total of maybe 1,000 faculty and staff out of the 16,000. Like, they could cut that and replace it. And they could have a premier institution again. Like, it is very doable to pull back from the cliff. And they're going to glide, they're going to skitter and glide right over the edge, complaining about the fact there's a cliff there the entire way. And it's the it's a cliff they built themselves. I, I just do it, man. Go ahead, go. <laughs> I'll have the popcorn. We'll be roasting marshmallows and, and having a great laugh, and uh, nobody'll uh, nobody'll be upset. You know, it's it's just you know as a, as a warning there. The fall is all good and fun. It's the hard landing at the bottom that sucks for everyone. Indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. And uh, you know, speaking of hard falls. There's, um, well, that is to say, in these recent uh, documents, it seems that um, our friend of the show, we should say, Benjamin Netanyahu, was uh, apparently implicated in a uh, Prince Andrew type of way. So we'll have to see how that plays. But, you know, considering that he is a good friend of Hamas, or at least once was, and, you know, all the fuckery that he's been involved with, it would not surprise me terribly to see uh, him associated with uh, Mr. Epstein. Oh, good old Biddy. He's, uh, oh, and uh, as we like to close out the show with good news, and I imagine you're probably getting mighty orange in your pumpkin turning. We, uh-huh. um, we've got a little bit of an interesting and fun one. I don't know if it's interesting and fun. Fuck, whatever. It's good news, though. The uh, legal reforms <laughs> that Bibi was trying to get through have failed. The Supreme Court uh, stroked that down out of Israel, which is a good thing because fuck that guy. And um, fuck his judicial reforms. He was trying to uh, basically centralize more power, and no. No. Well, no. What I always say with us, and for one thing, is they have their own country; they can do what they want in that way. Sure. But more importantly, more importantly, um, the treaties and contracts and et cetera that we do with them, as I always say, should be benefiting us first. Mm-hmm. And and the majority of benefits that come out of it, we should be either getting equal benefit or better. Now the um, thing with uh, the funding, um, Ukraine got. Last year, $240 billion. Yeah. Uh, promise them. Yeah, that, that is you like. Call that a nice, that is, uh, that is nice black hole, nice money fire. Adjusted, adjusted for inflation. Adjusted for inflation. That's on par. I think it's more. I think it's, it's, it's a bit more than all of the aid Israel has gotten since its inception through today out of the United States. Now, I'm not, that's not an argument to give Israel more. 
or to give Ukraine less. It's a perspective. So that when people complain, people who will defend Ukraine and say we should give them more money, then turn around and say we shouldn't give Israel anything. And the, the fact is that Ukraine, we have no, no oversight on what goes on there. And Israel is accountable for every fucking dollar we give them. I think there's a big, there's a bit of a difference there. And, you know, I'm not, there's not any, I'm not ascribing a motive there, but I am ascribing a, uh, um, uh, a need to check perspective that maybe there's some blinders going on or some uh some ignorance the fact of the matter is that israel has provided us with two iron dome systems installed here in the united states that we developed over there as a test bed that is the kind of benefit that i'm talking about for us that's what we should be getting we got two iron domes and they bore the cost of developing it out of necessity that's a benefit for us so when people ask what should what are we getting out of it, that is a good concrete example of what we get out of it. So if we continue to get those kind of benefits, that's why we should help. If it's you know the humanitarian stuff, like yeah, that's a little bit frustrating. And the whole thing with Bibby trying to centralize power to support his fat ass walking up to the stand, that's an internal issue for them. You know, and my my perspective there is that the power should be distributed as a as a uh, as much of a democratic republic as they can maintain. That's that's worked out pretty well for us over here. I think that that should be applied over there. But I'm also not a citizen over there, so eh. My my perspective is more: what are you guys going to do for us? If we're handing you ammo for this Iron Dome system, why are we doing that? And they say, you know, the, the words I'm putting into their mouths on my own behalf would be, uh, well, this is the ammo that you developed for our system, which now applies to two of your own. It's like, okay, that's fine. That's fair. If we have the ammo already because we made it for a system that we developed over there in conjunction with our efforts, then making more of the ammo here, if we get rid of our spare extra stuff, you know, we clear out the stock to make room for more. That's probably okay. I think that that part's reasonable. Now, funding a guy. So this is why the, the accountability for the dollars we send over there is important. If he's trying to centralize power, you know, and all dollars end up fungible in a, in a budget, that's something that we shouldn't be funding. That's not benefiting us, let alone them. So that's a difference. But the fact is, we weren't funding any of that. So good. Um, don't care. And if he, if that didn't go through, that his centralization of power measures failed, also good. And you know, I think that's a, that's a happy story. And there's some news that's tangent over pretty much from today. <laughs> I think from earlier today. Man, yeah. this is really hard to find. Uh, okay, so what happened is Hezbollah struck uh, deep into. Uh, I want to say this is northern Gaza. It's at a uh, no a, a mountain. It might not be northern. Gaza. Anyway, it's the mountain site where well, you're thinking of northern the... Israel or, or or West Bank. You're thinking northern Israel. Now there was a story that they hit a radar dish. Complete bullshit. Um, there was there was a uh, let me just put it like this partisan girl who is a retard who lives in Australia was pushing and and this is like since then. Proven bug. Uh, actually, there was a, there was a good note underneath it already. Um, 
But there was a supposed attack by Hezbollah in northern Israel, uh, where a, a the like the main satellite dish for the region was struck and then yada yada. It's like that they took somehow took down the Iron Dome. It's like, okay, no. I I wasn't gonna mention that actually at all. My guess is that my guess is that that was not what you're gonna go down the road of though. No, no, just what I'm just trying to get the information and it is fucking buried. Like, yay! Because fuck it. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, they okay. Here we go. Um. 62 rockets, uh, as well as an unnamed number of artillery, were fired at the air surveillance base on Mount Marin. There were hits scored. I don't know what the damage is, but there were some direct hits uh, in an area that they shouldn't have been. So I'll include that for everyone so that they can look into it. Because it's, yeah, it's uh, there's there's something there. Don't really know what. We'll see what the reporting plays out to be. But an interesting thing happened, and it's certainly a black eye for Israel's security forces. Period. It just is. Like, that's a bad hit, no matter what you want to say about it. No, didn't take down the Iron Dome. Come the fuck on. Seriously? That's... Well, so, so I just, I kind of felt... I believe that somebody would have said some shit like that. Well, that's the thing is, someone did say something like that. Mm-hmm. I can believe it. So she, well, she lives in Australia. Too, people are too invested in and this she, shit. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, all right, so, you know, as a Jew, it's kind of like, well, it's important. And as an American citizen, I'm, I'm kind of more concerned about our stuff. But like, I also kind of want to be able to go to Israel to, you know, see the, the quote only on one day and not have to walk among a whole bunch of fucking ruins and a bunch of Islamic bullshit. Uh, that's sitting on top of everything that used to be stuff that my people built. That'd be fantastic. You know, Al-Aqsa being a fantastic example of, uh, of, of what I mean by that. The Wailing Wall is a wall of the Second Temple um, that's still standing after you know, a couple thousand years. Uh, but what's right behind it, though, is a giant-ass mosque that was built on top of the ruins of the temple. So... There's, there's certain... There's, for some of the shit that's going on over there, there's certain lack of sympathy... Uh, in one direction or another, and that's that kind of animus is behind a lot of that kind of shit. Um, and the fact that people over here are are basically trying to uh, um, whitewash a lot of the the very extensive historical hatreds that are going on. Uh, yeah, being, but a lot of, being of the members of communities that would be persecuted. That was even funny. You know, the queers of Palestine thing is just a classic instant. It yeah, but I mean, we gotta, we have to be honest. I mean, we're seeing a lot of nasty rhetoric from both directions on this. And not to pull a Donald yeah. Trump on this, but I have seen some people say some genuinely vile shit about the civilians yeah. in Palestine that are just getting yeah. fucking rocked by this. Their lives are. I, gone. I, I I wish nothing but the best for them, but unfortunately, they are they are totally fucked. Um, and and the fact that you know it's eighty percent of the people over there are kind of well, actually it's down a little bit. You can imagine, uh, about eighty percent of of we'll say seventy five percent of the people. At, well, at you know Gaza when you, when you see Hamas. some Hamas dudes go in and uh, get the UNRWA fucking aid and just steal it directly in a lot instead of 
allowing you to get yeah. it that, that that does have a little bit of an effect on your morale and your uh, you know trust in your leadership a little bit yeah so I mean, there's there's things like that going on and it's it's really sad and i i wish that i mean even if they elected a, a new government that was equally bad or say worse for the intervening time they would at least be free of hamas and there's a chance that something better could happen and i wish there was a better way to get rid of hamas in the area aside from just give up and allow yourself to be conquered and killed Oh, there is a better the, way, but you compromise. know, that's the compromise. No, no, here's here's the ideological compromises on the table. Um, Israel wants to get rid of Hamas because they don't want to allow rockets to be fired indiscriminately into the civilian populations again. They think that is something that is off the table for negotiation. They say no more rockets coming into the country. That's our goal. Hamas says we want all of Israel to be dissolved and we want to kill all the Jews. And you know, I and will, that is that I is their negotiating that, position. That was uh, I don't know if they've updated, but that was basically part of their founding documents. So you know, fair point. That is that that's their negotiating position is all Jews die and we get the land. But by and, that by that same notion, I mean Israel could just do an Israel, and then there's no more Hamas leadership for some reason. It wouldn't be the first time. It probably wouldn't be the last. But, you know, that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. We're starting to see that. We're starting to see Hamas leadership not be a thing yeah. anymore. They've they've all gone on vacation to have coffee. And, you know, that could have been done a long time ago. But instead, there's a lot of intel that says maybe a thing's going to happen. And then a thing happens. And it just kind of falls through. And then all of a sudden, everybody loves Benji, even though they hated him. But that's... We're going to have to wait until the uh, the pieces have settled before we can even really address a lot of those a allegations. But they're ugly, and unfortunately, they need to be gone through. But we have to wait until the fucking dust settles, and that could very very well take a long time. So, you know, we yeah. just got to kind of keep reporting. Well, I mean, again, it's, uh, the, the, the issue there is that the negotiating positions are diametrically opposed, also and they that. are also... They're also disjoint from. And there's the, an incredible amount of animus between both sets of civilians. Yeah, it just is. I, and and the thing is, oh, here just as an example, um, uh, whatever the fuck the news network was had a guy from Israel on recently, and and they had him describe um, what happened, what that he survived, and he was at the he was at the the dance party, and and uh, he survived by hiding out. But he watched a uh, a white van with a bunch of. Um, Gazan civilians show up and rape a woman in the bushes, killing her halfway through, and then raping the corpse to finish off. Uh, and then playing with parts of people and having fun. A good old jolly time. Um, and that's not like a wrong characterization of, of a lot of the Gazan population. Again, the vast majority still pop this still uh, um, thinks Hamas is, is quite a, a, a good thing to have around. You know that's that's that is what it is. Um, but you know, if, if we're going to talk about the Supernova we Festival, we also, there's there's that one well, I, thing I can, that we kind of need I, to talk about, and that's the crossfire. Well, there was that spicy and... joke. There was that spicy joke I had earlier, which was uh, somebody had to shut him up. <laughs> Nobody likes hippies. <laughs> no. Um, 
But Oof. yeah, it was it was quite quite a gruesome joke that I made. But, but it is what it is. Yeah. But but you know, know but those, but, those... Uh, but again, they it doesn't detract doesn't detract from the point about hippies. It does not. It does not. But you know, as I I've got to go ahead and make mention that uh, all those cars that were hit by heavy caliber shells and have explosion related damage from their tops that only came from gunships. Now, do these people probably have horrible PTSD from what they did thinking that they let's as, let's as, let's ascribe to them the greatest of motives. They thought people were getting away. The bad guys were getting away. And so they did what they thought they needed to do. It turns out that largely that was all just concert goers. And so one imagines that if these people are even fucking human, that they probably feel quite horrible about it. So let's hope that that's the case and that they seek some sort of restitution and rightness with God or whatever it is that they need. But we are growing mighty late in the night, and I don't want to keep you any longer, so we'll oh, finish yeah. on yep. a cool story and a follow-up from a very cool story that kind of fizzled out completely. That's LK-99. Well, oh, yeah. that initial uh, batch that seemed to work but was not really replicable. Replicable? Re replicatable. I think it's replicable. Anyway, whatever. That sample, which was not really able to be... They, they weren't able to get those same kind of results. Had not been previously replicated. Mm -hmm. So two companies have come up with uh, not room temperature it's uh like well it's not room temperature uh they've come up with a new room temperature room temperature this functions at a very reasonable temperature of negative 10 fahrenheit negative 23 celsius that's not unachievable by any means that's pretty good that's i mean that's not room temperature but that's not hard to do well it's like it's sort of in perspective here um, a lot of, uh, so, so liquid nitrogen, 77 Kelvin, mm -hmm. you know, minus 140, whatever. Um, so oh, I'll put this minus, in staff uh, chat for minus, so you can check it out too. So minus 23 is a lot less than a minus 140, whatever. And not. So, um, that's, that's pretty good. And, and oh, uh, and this is at ambient pressure. Yeah. That's also pretty critical. So it just needs to be cold. That's it. And it has been all replicated. Right, let's see. Uh, but the, the point I wanted to make right, an so interesting note about this. 250 Kelvin. Yeah. Is, um, well, that initial sample that they were never able to replicate, it, it there is some thought that that sample had some contamination. And I believe this new formulation has sulfur and that there was the possibility that that initial LK99 sample was sulfur contaminated and that that might uh, be why they were able to get some of those results. If they use cupric sulfides, then, um, then maybe. But, uh, but that's, so, that's just uh, a thought. Just a, just a thought that's so, mentioned in this thread. Uh, just for perspective on, on how this all works. Um, 25 or so C... Um, typically with physics or in engineering, you'll run into, you know, different uh, definitions of room temperature. 
Uh, so, or, or what we just call standard conditions. So standard conditions of uh, range for temperature into a, uh, one of three values, generally speaking, either zero C, so freezing point, it's, that's a very convenient number because uh, zero is fantastic at eating other numbers. Uh, so zero C, 25 C, um, which gets us close to a nice, another nice round number. 25 is a round room temperature everywhere. Or a couple of degrees hotter, uh, about 27C. So the reason to use that one is because that's about is uh, the round number is 300 Kelvin. So 300 Kelvin is a very is a very common physics definition of room temp. Uh, 25C is pretty common in chemistry and in engineering because 25 is is a nice round number that's roughly representative of room temp. So you're going to find either 0, 25C, uh, or 300 Kelvin. Those are going to be your your general room temperature values. Mm-hmm. So 300 is, is one that's very common with condensed matter physics. Um, so in this case, with superconductors. So that would be a room temp superconductor is 300 Kelvin. So they're saying they got to 250 Kelvin. That's 50 degrees, uh, 250 Kelvin, which is 50 uh, degrees C short. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. 77 Kelvin is liquid nitrogen. That's what a lot of the uh, uh, those high temp superconductors. That that's the the quote high temp type two superconductors that we've been using uh, for doing things like sending a little thing of styrofoam around a racetrack of magnets. Things like that have to be quite a bit colder to to function. We're talking around 100 Kelvin. Probably uh, 250 Kelvin is massive in comparison. That's around twice the temperature that the other things need to run. So if you can get to 250 Kelvin, you can probably tweak that to be a little bit higher. Even if it only gets to say say it gets to you know uh, a zero C or or still just shy of zero. Say they get to minus 10 C, minus 5 C, whatever. That's extremely doable. More importantly, I mean that's doable. That, that's doable with commercial refrigeration. But but more importantly, that's room temp for some areas on the planet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could keep your you could keep your systems like that running in the Arctic Circle. Exactly. So what I had asked previously on Twitter, I had asked a, a, a question I thought was somewhat reasonable. It was, it was just like you know a, one of those bathroom thoughts you have. So like, is it, you know, suspect, suspecting that there's, there's, uh, you know, we've done flux. Um, so, so basically type two magnets have what's called flux pinning or type two superconducting, um, anti-magnets, if you will, they have flux pinning. What is that? Uh, so we're that means that basically flux... hold a place in space. So, so when you, when you, when you introduce it to a magnetic field, it pushes the magnetic field outside of the material, except for little deviate, little tiny cracks in the material, little imperfections. And those imperfections are where flux can pass through the material. Magnetic flux can pass through. And it pins the material in place because a change in position is that the, changes um... the magnetic flux, which causes a, causes a voltage, which causes a current inside of a thing with zero resistance. Is that the Meissner which effect? Which implies Meissner. My, is, is that what that is, though? Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, cool. So that flux pinning is what causes that levitation effect. Not only levitation, but when you take energy to change the position of it, it stays where you put it. 
Yeah, like if so anyone that, has that seen actually, any of these, the the videos are really neat. It's like somebody will take the thing, they'll no. pour out the liquid nitrogen, and then take the magnet right. and put it somewhere, but then twist it. No, and then it stays else. in the twisted position. Now, other other materials exhibit something similar. What have you? And there's, there's there's similar effects. The Meisner effect is specific to type two uh, superconducting uh, materials. That's flux pinning, which is separate from what you will see with an antiferromagnetic material like, say, pyrophoric graphite, or, sorry, pyrolytic graphite, um, which exhibits the same kind of floating phenomena that LK99 initially exhibited. So that is not from superconductivity. That's a different effect. It's not the Meisner effect, but it's similar in appearance. It's far weaker than the Meisner effect, and that's a key difference between them. The Meisner effect can basically lift more stuff and it has more has more important implications for electromagnet um, applications. So the use of an electromagnet to induce flux, which can push a um, superconductor away from it or attract it back using something like gravity. The fact is that the other effect is basically just a pure repulsion, whereas um, the Meissner effect it works by basically expelling the field from the material, except for these defects. And the concentration of flux through these defects is critical to how it functions. Because of that extreme difference in flux between the surrounding bulk and that defect, the currents that would be induced by moving position, so the change in magnetic field is what causes a voltage, causes the current to form, causes the opposing current, causes the opposing magnetic field. That opposing field effect is different from just repelling the field outright. That make sense? Yeah, no, I, I I kind of actually understand magnetism to a degree. Good. All right. But so, but you get the idea of the supposing field. You're you're doing a pretty good well, job. It's, it's relative. So just, just I'm trying to keep this within a within a reasonable reasonable context for our audience. I'm, I'm trying not to to dive off. Uh, yeah, yeah, here. yeah. You know what? Just as a uh, real quick, well, I'm also let me, trying let me to also but no, keep going. do a uh, magnets. How do they work? ICP moment here. So. Because, you know, we, we have a surprisingly large number of folks that tune into this, so might as well try and make it a little bit more relatable. So magnets work by exchange. I'm going to make this real, real dumb. Magnets work by exchanging energy. And that energy exchange essentially anchors the two things together. It's a lot, lot, lot more complicated than that. But that's a super duper basic it's way the- of. It's the it relativistic effect of an electric field existing. Yeah. And so these, these... It's, it's a dual force, so they're both relativistic effects of each other, which is the funniest thing. Yeah, it's it's kind of like planets uh, rotating around each other, like gravity fields. It's, it's very interesting stuff. There's a lot of depth to it. But the, to understand, simply think about it kind of like the Earth and the Moon. It's like the Moon pulls on our... Uh, Pulls on our tides and pulls on people and all sorts of things, but the Earth holds the moon in its sway in this gravity dance, and that's kind of like magnetism. Anyway, just just adding something there because that's that's good enough. That's yeah. You anyway, know, I I, the, I, I want to I want to make sure people had, got some context. But anyway, yeah, go for it, man. So the question I had was: suppose we found, you know, so we we've got an idea how how cold you need to be. And we have an idea of how much mass you could lift with uh, this kind of repulsive effect. Is there a place on the Earth where there is sufficient magnetic flux that we can hold up 
that we don't need uh, an external magnetic field, that the gravity, not gravity, the magnetic field of the planet is sufficient to do flux spinning. You know, does, does the Meisner effect work on a planet scale like that? And if not our planet, is there a planet in the solar system that has a sufficiently strong field that can do that? You know, aside from like Jupiter. Sure. Uh, which would just be a bitch to do anything around given all the radiation. Um, like, you know, is, is, that seems reasonable to me because especially now that we have a material that supposedly operates at 250 Kelvin, which we can find near a high flux region of a planet, one of the poles, maybe it's not so far-fetched. Maybe there's a place where we could actually have a... a uh, uh, How, do us a cloud city? You, know, you could... Something like I'm not it's not like even not even that high up in the atmosphere. You could have just like something like just have a train that that circulates in this little region. You know, is there a is there a place where there's sufficient path pathway uh, through a high flux area where you can have pinning that that uh, gives us a uh, a transitable circuit like those little magnetic rail paths they do for demos. You know, is there something like that where for the price of keeping shit cold by letting it be exposed to the atmosphere, we can just let it hover in place. That, that's that's you know aside from air resistance, effectively frictionless travel, for free. You know, just again, let it be exposed to air. It's cold enough; it hangs out. It's literally like the floating islands, like the, the floating rock islands from uh, Avatar. You know, we're talking that level of, of funky shit we can start dealing with here. Yeah, theoretically, that would be a lot of that material to produce. But that it would. That it would. That's 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 a morning thought I had. Was like, you know, let's not care about how we get to the material part of it. The engineering aspect is how do we use it, and the question is where could we use it without right. having to invest in a ma in a major infrastructural change. We just go to where it already exists and say, okay, if the uh, say the flux is not say it's not necessarily large enough, or say uh, better yet, it's large enough but we don't have enough of it in a predictable place you can't predictably put it somewhere there are things you can use to guide magnetic flux magnetic flux doesn't exist in a vacuum well, it, does, it does exist in a vacuum yeah it doesn't example. exist and out it doesn't it doesn't exist absent a context so if we gave it a new context you know say the we have all this rock and, and planet hanging around but if we give it some metal to conduct itself through magnetic flux loves to travel through metal instead of other stuff that's kind of how we use it in transformers and whatnot so sure. you can lay out a metal track. You could lay out a metal track in a high flux region and probably get the desired effect of directing the flux in a predictable location. All we have to do is have enough of it and have material that doesn't like it enough. And if it's if it truly is type two superconducting at two fifty Kelvin, we got that second half of the thing already good to go. All we need now is just like a place with enough flux, and like I said, if it's not on on Earth, where else? You know, there's other places with large large amounts of the magnetic field hanging out in the solar system. Hell, the Moon's got a magnetic field to it. It's not a very big one, but it's got one. Well, yeah, but also Maybe not having could... its own, uh, not having much of its own magnetic field, you could create a very interesting one there for uh, you know very specific effects using these kind of technologies. So sure, you know. You don't have the magnetic field you're already worried about fucking with you. So, yeah, it's uh, no, no, this. And we actually had an episode that uh, you can go back and look into where we discussed some of the ramifications yeah. of these technologies. And they're and just there's well, so much of deploying a moon base. It would be would be 
greatly enhanced by not having to deal with two things simultaneously, the requirement of orbital velocity to maintain levitation, and then the, the uh, requirement to deal with friction if you're not levitating. Those two go away if you have the ability to just hover around in a magnetic field doing nothing. Mm, sure enough. That, that's, at that point, you're set. You don't have like that. That is a huge energy savings that people don't quite seem to get. Like the reason why we don't fly most of our freight is because of how much extra energy it takes to overcome things like air resistance. We don't use like you know we don't use dirigibles to do it because they have a tendency to accumulate static electricity and then explode. Well, uh, not so much of a tendency at that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's a rabbit hole I'll have to dive down with you at one point. But no, there's only really the one example, and having actually dug into nope. it a little bit... There are more examples. There, there are. There's there's the one big example, though. The uh... that was, Yes, where they did it all wrong, and we'll not get into that, but the, the reason why they have the guys stand out there with the big electric, the big copper rod... Linked to the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a procedure. Cause the lightning strike at the very end. Of, yeah, there's 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 a procedure for this, and the there procedure is. exists for a very good reason. It certainly does. It well, you know, you know, it's like um, it's like working with electricity. You know, it's um, if uh, if any of our listeners have ever worked in a factory, then they'll understand. You know, when you're working around the it's high all fun power games, electric... one guy says, "Pull my finger." Well, no, not not even that. It's there's a there are things that you do that are fine, but when you're dealing with electrics, there's just certain things you do. You just got a checklist. You go, you unplug this, you unplug that, you turn this off, you turn that off, and then you do whatever it is well, you're doing. Well, one thing, you don't work in a Chinese factory. Right, right. You well, then you're probably going to run your ladder into a wire and then everyone dies at the same time. Yeah, you know, there's any number. Yeah, those those videos are just brutal. Chinese factory <laughs> videos, they... They do not have OSHA. <laughs> no, they don't. They do not have OSHA. For all of our gripes, for all our gripes against OSHA, oftentimes yeah. there's a good reason to have an OSHA. <laughs> well, and you know, thank fuck they got beat down in the in court and never really got to uh, force things down people's throat their way because OSHA is kind oh of a helpful organization, much as I hate to. Admit well, it. so they they what they do is they operate in a, in a in a, a big hammer, little nail uh, way. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah which and, is fine. And that, that being fair too, level. they they act only as a big hammer, and so they see all their problems as nails. But you know, for those problems that are nails, they're really good at dealing with them. But yeah, so we're uh, we're actually at a fairly interesting place. It's twenty twenty four. There's uh, there's pushback everywhere on everything that's gone wrong. Man, not everything. On a lot of the things that have gone wrong. And it's been a long time coming. And in addition, there's a lot of new info that's come out. You know, this recent Epstein drop as well as uh, whistleblowers coming forward. Veritas still in there. There's another one coming up. Mm-hmm. Indeed there, there should is. should be one more Epstein drop. Absolutely. Oh, and just as a by-the-by, apparently uh, we're going to be waiting until March for an update on this uh, new LK99-based uh, okay. research, just well, so that know. everybody knows. So it will be a minute before there's a proper update, but I will be keeping an eye on it. Um, that's, that's a reasonable time frame. Uh, was there anything else you were wanting to cover? Because I think I got all the 
Kind of interesting uh, stuff. Uh, I want to get in. Um, uh, I haven't, I'm probably going to have to wait. Fair enough. You can wait till after the manual labor I'm going to be doing tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. So, as I like to end with two good stories, if I can, I've got uh, a slight update on uh, the Ohio situation. As uh, well, um, you'll be aware, I am going to take the opportunity to, to hop out right now. No, oh, well, a um, good night to you. Uh, but uh, just long and short, gun crimes are down as much as up to twenty-two percent in some cities, eighteen percent in others Ooh. after they passed their constitutional carry. So, as Dude, one might expect, yeah. things got better. The other one, the bad news, Mike DeWine said, no, you can sexually mutilate children. But then he caught a bunch of hell and it was like, oh, okay, fine, you can't. So they, uh, he rescinded his backing of that law. And that was your mm. good news for today. So, Craig, been a pleasure, sir. You can find him at CraigBob99. You can find me, I'm Evan, at that fake guy, Dan. And we'll be back again soon. Welcome to 2024. It's bound to be a shit show. Yes.